This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies. In my Bible studies the other day, I noticed a passage that was talking about shame. And I was curious, so I just scanned through a Bible program and noted that there were over 100 passages in the Bible that deal with shame. Obviously, there's probably many more that allude to shame, such as shamefulness, shamefacedness, shameless. But we understand shame is a prevalent part of our very existence. I think all of us have experienced something in our lives that brought us to a shameful point. And if you haven't, you probably will at some time. But shame can be an excellent teacher. It can also be heartbreaking, and it can destroy us spiritually but it can allow us to grow and become a stronger Christian. If one cannot feel shame, it's very dangerous to the soul. And that's because shame is defined as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong, of foolish behavior. Is there any among us that have not done something foolish or wrong? If there are those who might say yes, I've never been ashamed of any of my actions. What it kind of tells me is that we're likely to have our consciences in a place where we can't distinguish between right or wrong or foolish or wise behavior. And all that simply means is that we must educate ourselves in the word of the Lord. We have many biblical examples of those who were ashamed, people who really stand out to us, and they teach us a lot. God allowed us some vision into the lives of His children that would teach us exactly what was shameful and how to respond to such situations. One of the very first situations we see of shame is in the Garden of Eden when Eve and Adam violated the law of God and partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. When Eve was tempted by Satan to eat of it, she even repeated that command from God's mouth to the serpent. In Genesis 3, 2-3 we read, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. They couldn't even touch that tree. That was a very explicit command. Yet Eve made the choice to violate God's word. Prior to partaking of that fruit, we read in Genesis 2.25, And they were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. Then we read in Genesis 3, 7, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Before eating of that forbidden fruit, they had not committed sin, and they were not ashamed. But after eating it, the Bible tells us that They made aprons, or a form of clothing, to cover themselves. Verse 8 of chapter 3 shows us they tried to hide from the presence of God among the trees. They were ashamed before God. They knew they had done wrong and attempted to cover up their sin. But they could not hide from God, for He sees and knows everything we do, everything we think, our motives and our intent. Shame follows sin. Even one who does not have any biblical knowledge understands the difference between right and wrong from the atheist or agnostic to the most knowledgeable Bible scholar. 
typically anyway. People know and understand there are consequences for actions. Shame typically brings about repentance of sin, but sadly, sometimes it brings about a denial of sin and an attempt to cover it up. And it is with this attempt to cover up that often we say, What a shame! Moses, in addressing the Israelites as they were about to take the Promised Land, makes a very clear statement to them. We can read this in Numbers 32, 20-23. And Moses said unto them, If ye will do this thing, if ye will go armed before the Lord to war, and will go all of you armed over Jordan before the Lord, until he hath driven out his enemies from before him, and the land be subdued before the Lord, then afterward ye shall return and be guiltless before the Lord and before Israel, and this land shall be your possession before the Lord. But if ye will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Sin is a really heavy burden to bear. It will break us down. Honesty and heartfelt repentance turning away from sin removes that burden and brings peace and joy. Just knowing that our sins will find us out would be a motivating factor toward relieving ourselves of that weighty burden, wouldn't it? Shame can come in many shapes and forms. Paul, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, states in Romans 1.16 that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God into salvation. Christians have that same responsibility today an obligation to teach others of the saving gospel of Christ with any opportunity we have. Are we afraid? Do we shy away from it, fearful that we might lose a friend or a family member? Maybe they will humiliate us or cause us distress in our lives if we take that needful stand for the truth. We simply cannot afford to do that. At the very least, we can ask for one to sit down and study the Bible with us. We don't have to browbeat. But we do need to offer to enlighten any and all who stand in error or in judgment. And we should be doing that with the Bible, not taking it upon ourselves as the one giving the dictate. It should be done with prayer, kindness, and humility. What a shame if we don't even try, if we let a soul go by the wayside. I'd like to close this with two biblical passages for each of us to think on. The first one many are very familiar with. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to know that the word of God is true and be willing to share it. If we don't, shame on us. And we can fix that by daily Bible study and prayer. The second passage is found in Hebrews two ten through 12 and says, For it became him for whom all things are and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church. Will I praise, sing praise unto thee? Aren't those beautiful, encouraging words? Jesus is the pathway to glory, that captain of our salvation. 
He will make our salvation perfect because of his sufferings. He will sanctify the pure of heart. He declared the name of his Father, God to all, to those who are in the church, the body of Christ. His expectation of us is to do likewise. In the end, the last words we want to hear would be, What a shame! The loss of a soul is the pinnacle of sadness. I pray that none of us will ever be found in shamefulness on that great day. And I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.